Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A lot of things have been going on at the company, uh, Newsweek Radio and Podcasting, since the last time we updated this, and I've actually gone back and deleted a few shows because they weren't exactly what I wanted this project to be. So let's wipe that slate clean and start all over again. I'm Jesse Edwards, the director of radio and podcasting here at Newsweek. And for the last year and three quarters, uh, we've been building this lineup of podcasts. Now, we've been doing this long enough that we've noticed a few things that we'd like to change. So some shows are going to be added to the lineup. Some shows are going to be removed from the lineup. Our most recent addition is the Crystal Knight Show. I highly recommend you check that out. If you are somebody from, let's say, the left wing of the political spectrum, you don't have to be left wing. You could be a right winger or an independent that wants to get an inside listen to some of the things that are going on at the grassroots level of the democratic movement type of thing. Uh, Crystal is an absolute pleasure to work with. I found her a couple months ago in an online magazine about young and up and coming African Americans who have a voice. So we noticed she didn't have a podcast and we liked what we heard. So we decided to give her a shot over here and she's doing very well. Another note in programming is that Celeste Headley has left the debate podcast Reasons we're not going to get into here, we wish her the best of luck in her future adventures as Andrew Tallman takes the helm solo. Uh, Batya Unger-Sargon has actually filled in a couple times in the past couple weeks, which has been tremendous having her presence back on the show. But for the meantime, Andrew's hosting solo and he's very good at it. We will be looking for a permanent replacement for Celeste in the near future. Someone else who is no longer with the company is Maura Curry. She's moved on to other things, and we wish her the best of luck as well. One other program that is going to be departing is The Leisure Class with Jack Sonny. We've been doing the show for about a year, and it's been fun, but it's just time to move on, and we're going to have one more program for that show by the end of the year to kind of say goodbye and announce you know what Jack's going to be up to. He was the other guitar player for Dire Straits back in the 80s, and he's got a big eclectic collection of friends and authors and chefs and musicians that he likes to talk to, and it's a a very warm and entertaining program. But uh, right now, it's just time for Newsweek and the Leisure Class to part ways. Like I said, there will be more changes coming to the lineup, new shows coming, some shows leaving. But this show, Newsweek Radio, is going to continue on with occasional updates and interviews with people inside and outside of Newsweek. Uh, Think, you know, humans in New York. I'm going to start talking to people one-on-one about their lives and their spiritual and political philosophies. Just, you know, I I don't want to bottleneck the show. I'm just going to be talking to interesting people uh, and giving updates. But uh, stay tuned for a lot of that. There's something else I wanted to talk about while I have your attention here briefly. It's something that's been on my mind constantly in the last, you know, almost two years since I've been working with Newsweek to produce this lineup. 
The unofficial or possibly official motto of Newsweek is the freedom to disagree. And it's something I've taken to heart. Uh, something I've taken very seriously. Because I believe there's an undeniable power and truth to the very existence of this phrase and concept. The freedom to disagree is actually something we need most in this country. I won't say now more than ever because everyone should know that we've faced much darker times in this country. Perhaps not as complicated, but much darker. With all the polarization and the entrenched ideologies and inflated egos exacerbated by social media, the one thing that I think that sane, rational, normal, everyday Americans are interested in is just cooling down the conversation. Not feeling so damn threatened by other people's points of view. And finding commonality so we can at least try to make life just a little easier for everyone regardless of our political affiliations. We don't need to agree with each other to be civil and even friendly. It's something that's been fascinating to watch on the debate podcast since we first launched the show in April of 2021. It never seems to matter if we match a conservative against a liberal, a liberal against a liberal, a libertarian against a conservative, because the conversation, good conversation, should always be a little bit unpredictable. Some of the biggest arguments we've encountered on the show have been between people who agree with each other about a specific problem or about everything. They just don't agree on the solution. I mean, look at political debates. Aren't things just a little more interesting when liberals are attacking other libs and conservatives attacking other conservatives? That's when the real sparks start flying. Insiders know that the secrets of their own kind are far more outrageous than anything the opposition can bring against them. But conversation is king. And as long as you have a room full of somewhat intelligent and media-savvy people that don't get easily offended, you should be able to have an interesting dialogue about almost anything that'll hold an audience's attention. Because if you don't have audience retention, you don't have a show or a productive, meaningful conversation. The freedom to disagree is a key element to having these healthy exchanges of ideas. But it's become extremely clear to me over these past few months that not everybody is willing to embrace this philosophy. It's a type of wokeism that's coming from both the far left and the far right. It's this notion that the other side is actually the enemy and that they can never be trusted, they should never be listened to, or have a seat at the table. To do so would be to platform everything that is evil and wrong with this world and thus heresy, punishable by excommunication from leadership and the Twitterati of your movement. Sometimes we should banish the most extreme characters from the dialogue. But there's another movement growing in America that I think is starting to realize that other points of view shouldn't be threatening to my belief system. The only way your perspective on any given reasonable topic could truly offend me is if I had very little, if any, security in my own belief system. Why should I dislike you as a person just because you still believe that Donald Trump was a good president or that the election was stolen from him? I know that's not the truth, but why should I get mad at you over it? If Newsweek allows you to share those opinions, we're not platforming you. We're platforming freedom, the freedom to voice your concerns, to share your opinions, the freedom to say crazy things that people are going to say whether you like it or not anyway. There's a huge difference between I don't agree with what you're saying and you can't say that. And I'm grateful to work at a company that believes in the freedom to disagree, truly. 
Those are just some thoughts. Keep an eye out for a new show every couple of weeks, and I look forward to bringing you some interesting guests, and I'll be sure to keep you updated on everything happening here at Newsweek Radio and Podcasting. Until next time, I'm Jesse Edwards. Thank you.